This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergath. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, Todd Brigette, Jeff Fash, back in Minnesota. Normally, again, lefty, I always like to say this. Usually we're catching you on the road somewhere, but this time I'm yeah. out here in uh, Las Vegas enjoying some fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually, to hear you say live from Las Vegas makes us seem like kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, just, just like all the other reporters out there this weekend, right? You fit right in. Yeah, yeah well, you know, <laughs> I don't know about all that or not, but there is a lot of media out here this week, uh, that's oh, for bet. sure. Most of it at the Super Bowl. Some here right. at Live, but as we know, and we've talked about it quite a bit, and I, I've probably been a, more of a Live fan maybe uh, than yourself, and um, but uh, you know, I, I, there isn't a lot of media and there isn't a lot of people that show up. So one of the reasons I wanted to come to one of these live events, it helped that it was in Vegas this week. Um, but I, I knew from watching yep. it that they don't have big crowds. So I knew uh-huh. I'd get a chance to be up close and personal to the some big stars. I mean, the guys I watch are the biggest stars in the game. Uh, so that was really a lot of fun. Yeah, I was curious. I wanted to hear what it was like to be there. I know you we interacted a little bit through text and some mm-hmm. videos, but just tell me what it's what are those events like? You know, when you watch it on television, it sounds like the music is overbearing. Uh, it's just thumping music in the background all the time. Now, they've either toned that down uh, some, or it, it's just more obvious on TV because they're following certain players or what have you. Now, they do have music, various music stands set up on, on holes. It's not just, um, you know, at the main clubhouse area. Uh, they have, you know, music speakers uh, throughout the course, but it isn't overwhelming. Uh, I, I don't mind it. You like to play with music in the background. I, yep. I, I do as well. Uh, it's something that John Rahm said he's had to get used to. Uh, and we were on like I'm the sure. seventh tee and they cranked up the music and he kind of stepped away once and then stepped back up to his golf ball. I wonder if that was it. Well, he's always that guy. I Even in your video, you know, he was like, that's fine, but just stand still, you know, like any any movement of shadows. And I'm, I'm like, but the music is blaring, and you're going to have to probably get over some of that. But I'm sure that's been a big change for them to, to go from where you can't make a sound hardly to, you know, really it seems like no rules and no limits on the entertainment factor. But I'm just curious, like, how well attended it is and just what's the vibe there. It, it isn't uh, a big attendance at all. Uh, it's far less. You don't have roars over putts made uh, like you do on the okay. PGA Tour. You've been to PGA Tour events, right? Yep, I have. So yep. you hear a roar when a birdie putt goes in or something, even if it's not the hole that you're on, correct? But you, you don't really hear that. Absolutely, yeah, because you you're curious, well, what happened? What happened? Yep. And you're looking at the scoreboard or your phone yep. to see who did what and um, yeah, I'm just, just the collective energy. I mean, this is going to the extreme, but I was at the Ryder cup yeah. and that, when it was at Hazeltine and that was literally one of the craziest sporting events I had ever attended as far as the energy. Now these guys will probably get to play in that yet, but, but I'm just saying as far as, uh, being on a golf course for a professional tournament, unbelievable energy at that one. I was at the PGA championship too, which which was crazy, you know, the, so 
I'm assuming they're not really attending live then either because they're definitely at the big golf tournament, you know, big PGA events. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, it's, uh, if I just had to make a you guess. You know they're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah I you know. know they're in Vegas this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that that would have brought people. I really thought it would be a bigger crowd. Now, maybe it'll be bigger today uh, than it was on Wednesday because sure. just from judging of the number of people checking in, I'm staying here at the Sahara. Uh, when I checked in, I walked right up and checked in, no problem, on Wednesday night. Yesterday, every time I walked past the lobby area of the hotel, part of the hotel casino, there was a minimum of 20 people in line all day long. So uh, everybody was yeah, coming to Vegas yesterday. So maybe today uh, will be... Uh, uh, bigger attendance uh, at live but yesterday uh small but i i knew it would be um it's still a fledgling tour they're still on a secondary tv network um but you know if you were watching it yesterday on tv i'm sure you would have seen me at some point on there because i was standing right next to the golfers so frequently right. and you know we know golf well enough we know where to stand to catch that second shot that's the one where you're going to be the closest not at the tee not on the yeah. green it's for that second shot because if they hit it off the fairway into the rough, over into the crowd, there you are standing right next to him, and that happened to me several times yesterday. Yeah, and I think I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I think it's cool at a PGA event when I'm fortunate enough to be close to them, but I wonder if some of that luster isn't quite there when it's live and they've already been paid. and you know. But to be around you know, whoever it is, Maybe it's an up and comer. Maybe it's you know a big timer or whatever. But I always thought that was so cool at the PGA. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be nice to see. But I guess I'm wondering how much of an urge do you have to go, to go to more and to go to another event now that you've been there? Are you going more? I I would go more. Oh, only because I'm I'm a golf sick event like like all of us on this podcast uh-huh. are. Um, but but I just enjoy seeing. I mean, it's great players. If you go for the atmosphere in the crowd, yep, you're not going to go to live. You're going to stick with the PGA Tour. Um, But if you want to go and get up close uh, to some big stars, I mean, John Rahm, Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Tyrrell Hatton, they've really put together. Now, it's a much shallower field in terms of quality, um, but the top of the field is hard to argue that it isn't almost on par with the PGA Tour now. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've had that conversation. I'm obviously not a huge new guy yet. Yeah. Or if I ever will be, but. Most people aren't. Most aren't. Yeah, I'm just curious what it's like. That does not mean if I wasn't in Vegas or at another place that happened to have a live, that I wouldn't be the guy that would be like, well, for dumb, why wouldn't I go in there? What does it cost to get a ticket? 50 bucks for a grounds pass per day. So it wasn't bad. But. uh, How much? 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. And then there's upgrades on your packages if you wanted to be in the 54 Club or things like that. They have, just like at a regular PGA Tour event, there was upgraded um, tickets available, but I didn't do any of that. I didn't think it was necessary because what I wanted to do was go and stand in the rough and try and avoid getting hit by tee shots and then stand right next to these great players and, and watch them hit. You don't interact with them. It's not like you're talking to them or anything, but you do get right up. You can hear what they and their caddy are saying to one another and and that was pretty cool i don't know that yeah. if you go to a live event that you're suddenly going to become a live fan uh, over the pga tour and honestly i'm still more of a pga tour fan than i am a live fan uh, i wish i wish live had never happened i've said that multiple times i wish right. it never happened because i want to see all the best players play together but we don't have that option so the other option is right. 
go to a less attended live event, see the guys up close, but it isn't nearly as exciting. It, 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 it takes a crowd in those roars to really make it exciting. I wonder how the players uh, adapt to having it be it's, it's not as quiet as it was the tournaments they had during the COVID, uh, but it's pretty close. I mean, there's polite applause and oh, so oh. forth, but you don't hear any roars. Yeah. There, there aren't roars at these golf tournaments, at least what I saw yesterday. Yeah, that would definitely be a little little, little bit of a con, but yep. obviously then to switch gears and compare it to the Phoenix Open, well, which just they the really opposite. thought <laughs> Right, but Liv probably thought they were going to get a little of that. You know, I mean, they can say whatever they want, but they probably are hoping it was a little more attended than this, even yep. the players. Yep. So, you know, to have that vibe and the music and everything, and then you go a few hours down the road to the south and you got the Phoenix Open, that's an absolute – you can't even call that a PGA event hardly either because that's nothing like any other PGA event they have all year, and it's just crazy. Yeah. It is, and I've been to that one too, and it and it is up for grabs. Okay. I did not go to the party hole that was packed, and and uh, you know that's not really what I'm looking for when I go to an event. So you know, uh, uh, it it it's I'm I'm sure they're wishing, but it's a startup league. This is year number three. It 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 could continue to build. Who knows? I think they're heading toward a merger at some point. I think that's why Rom left. I think that's yeah. why we're about to see Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley come over to live as well. They both withdrew this last week from the Phoenix Open. No word on that happening as of yet, but it was a signature event. Um, you know, of which they have I think sixteen of them uh, each year. Or it might not even be quite that many. This is the guaranteed no cut event with a huge purse. And uh, Hovland and, and Shoffley both withdrew uh, before the event earlier this week. I think it was on Monday uh, that they did that. Uh, so that makes me yeah. think, man, they're headed to Live too. Getting to be a lot of stars over on the Live Tour. It's really splitting things. I, I hope they can come together at some point here. Yeah, I saw Scotty's comments in the last couple of days too yeah. where he, he basically said he made reference to, hey, if they come back or, you know, they shouldn't just be allowed to come back without – some sort of repercussion or some sort of protocol to come back. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's scuttle out there amongst the players and the PGA too about that being possible. But yeah. like you said, for me selfishly as a fan, I would just like to see all the good players together. Yeah. I hate this. I hate this divide. I hate the fact that, I don't know. I mean, but so much of it is like monopoly money to me. I just, I'm like, I get that they're just super wealthy, but holy cow, the amount of money that is being thrown around just makes me feel like what I show up and do every day doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I begrudge, yeah. no, I begrudge nobody their money. Uh, but uh, the, uh, it, it, that's what's done it. Is, uh, and the problem is, is that Jay Monahan and the tour knew that this was coming years in advance. They knew Liv was coming. They were told it was coming. They were told you need to change things how you're doing or Liv is going to come in and they are going to be able to siphon top players away with cash if you don't do something about it. They never did anything ever they've thing they've done has been reactionary and uh, i think that's yeah. hurt him i'm amazed that jay monahan still has his job uh i really am i, I am too I, I think he mishandled this whole thing yeah i don't think there's a lot of love from anybody for him right now yeah. um but but yeah how he holds on to that job is kind of beyond me but obviously there's more going on there than yep 
than I know. I don't. I, it's just hard to know what to believe exactly always. Yeah, that's for sure. But anyway, we, I think we both can say we wish this had never happened. We want him to get together at yep. some point. I don't want it to be the Live and the PGA anymore. I don't want to go to Live Tour events. I want to go and watch the best players play each other. But that's not the world we're in right now. So uh, we'll move forward. Also here in Vegas, of course, is the Super Bowl lefty. Uh, yeah. how, how are you looking at the Super Bowl? Who do you like this weekend? I'm struggling on this. I really am. When I when I think about it, when I think about if I'm a betting man, what do I? What is my lean? And I am struggling with it. Um, to go against Mahomes as an underdog just doesn't seem like a smart play. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, incredible the fact that Purdy can be a favorite in a Super Bowl in his second year, um, too. So I don't. I think this is going to be a great game. I. Geez, I know I know you got to make a pick here, and I yeah, I I think I said I I like the Purdy story, so I wanted to kind of see that. Okay, uh, what is the line here now? Right now, point and a half. I think it is a point and a half. Yeah, point and a half. Ugh, yeah, it's a tough one. I I have a hard time going against Mahomes, but that personally for me, I think the Purdy story is cool. I don't know. Yeah. Does this story? Does the story continue, or how does the story take shape? If in his second year he wins the Super Bowl already, too, right? But, but Mahomes is going on his third, or yep. I don't know. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty obvious how important having a good quarterback is for your chances at winning a Super Bowl. That's pretty been pretty evident over the last ten years here. Yeah. So who are you taking? Got to make a pick. I am taking. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah. And the points. That's what I've been doing, yep. too. I, I'm just kind of a chicken. Like you said, I, I don't think people have made a lot of money betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid over these last half a dozen years. So I have a hard time going against the Chiefs. Yep. And and honestly, I think I think, yeah, I think Purdy will turn lot. it over a couple of times. I think that will help the Chiefs. You, he's calm and cool and everything, but this mm-hmm. is not a scene that I don't care. There is no way that he could have been prepared for this. But you could have set that up to this point, too. And yep. he was shaky at best. Um, in the uh, uh, which game I don't remember if it was the first half of the uh, N- NFC Championship, but um, I just don't know if Kansas City is going to allow him the chance to overcome that. You know, as opposed to having Andy Reid versus the Dan Campbell decisions. That of course we can go both ways on that, but mm-hmm. I just there's so much experience on that Kansas City side that I don't. If he does falter, I don't think they're going to give him the opportunity to make up for it. I don't think so either. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't even had a tipped pass. He he, he's, he yeah. hasn't even come close to a turnover in his three playoff games. They got all that worked out. You, you know, week eight, nine, ten of this season, we're looking at the Chiefs going, what's going on in Kansas City? This does not look like a Super Bowl team. And then they just kept plugging along, plugging along, got in the playoffs. Everybody, oh, will Patrick Mahomes be able to play on the road in the playoffs? Yeah, no big deal for him. He just goes out and, and does what he does. And, and here they are in the Super Super Bowl once again. Unfortunately for me, yes. Lefty, I'm up here on the north end of the Strip, and all the Super Bowl activities are down on the south end of the Strip at the Mandalay Bay, and I'm all the way up here at the Sahara. So if you know the Strip at all from Vegas, it's yep. about three and a half yep. miles down there. So it's almost an hour tram time. ride. Yeah, almost an hour in the tram, so I haven't been down there yet. I might today. Are you playing cards while you're there then? I am. I played a little uh, No Limit Hold'em poker last night uh, right here at my uh, hotel casino. That was kind of fun. And, and I might try and, and play a, a tournament again 
um, later on today. I know there's a big tournament uh, over at one of the neighboring casinos here later on uh, today. So once I'm done going to live again today, I am going to probably check into a poker tournament. Yeah, you got to get going on that so you can get a Super Bowl ticket with your winnings. So you better, <laughs> you better hustle. <laughs> yeah, that's going to take a lot of hustle for me to do that. That's for sure. <laughs> Because what is it? I think it's I think it's like eighty five hundred just to get in the door for the Super Bowl. Oh, I saw that, you know, and then they're throwing around how uh, uh, <coughs> I think of the running back, running with McCaffrey. Yeah. How his mom couldn't couldn't get a suite. So then McCaffrey's fiance for two million just bought him one. Back to my point about the monopoly money. It's yeah. just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it makes, you know, it makes that game it's like it's not for us common folk, you know? It's like it's just not a game for us. Yeah. To attend. We get to watch it on TV for free, though. That's good enough for me. It's fun. I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. I totally agree. Yeah. It's crazy, the tickets. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, of course, it's uh, the Vikings have one of the most interesting quarterback situations in the NFL. So do the Bears, although I think the Bears, it sounds like it's just going to take Caleb Williams and, and then wind up trading Justin Fields. But for the Vikes, uh, you know, I, I, I love watching these mock drafts by some of the NFL people, and they're all over the board. Yeah, I, I've seen them, the Vikings moving up to the number one pick and taking Drake May. I've seen the Vikings just taking an edge rusher and looking for a quarterback maybe on the second round or moving back into the first round. It's just been a lot of fun to speculate on what the Vikings are going to do I don't know if they're going to sign Kirk Cousins or not you know they could have if they really wanted to sign him they would have signed him last offseason to an extension they didn't they didn't sign him during the year they've had negotiating rights with him since the season ended exclusively still no deal so what the Vikings are saying is go to free agency find out what's out there and then we'll talk after that yeah they got to be waffling a little bit on the amount of money that he wants versus what our maybe longer-term plans are right now, and mm-hmm. the fact that there's a number of quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, the Drake May, they are really talking like he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kirk obviously enhanced his reputation last night at the NFL Honors Award with his little striptease dance with Cam Jordan. Did you see that? I did not. No, I didn't see that. Uh, they had the... Um, magic Mike dancers out there, and then those guys broke into dance too. So, so yeah, his, Funny. his legacy lives. I don't. I was surprised he didn't rip his shirt off and have the big chains <laughs> on like the rest of the guys that were out there. But, but anyway, the difference I think between him is the fact that he is going to get paid, whether it's from us or the next place. Um, obviously, Justin Fields too. But Fields, there's just so many questions on him as a quarterback. Or and uh, when you come to Cousins, it's more, well, we don't really have any questions on you as a quarterback, but more so, like, how long coming off this injury yep. and things like that. So it's a little bit different, but I still have hope that Fields can figure it out. He is a crazy athlete. But for us, I don't know. That's so much money. But but we saw the struggles without him, so I don't know. I was so happy when they actually got him because I thought we were just that, that one guy away, you know, and that hasn't really panned out either. No, it hasn't. I honestly would like to see the Vikings take a quarterback in the first round. Uh, I don't know if that means trade up or not, whatever they decide to do. I'm just going to say that uh, some quarterbacks that have been busts in the first round didn't go to a good situation. They didn't go to a coach that knew how to develop quarterbacks or it was such a bad organization. That's not the Vikings. If the Vikings bring in a quarterback on the first round, they have a coach who can develop a quarterback, we think. We haven't seen him do it yet, but, but 
but I believe that he can. And the Vikings are a good organization that would do what they need to protect a rookie first-round quarterback. So that's what I would like to see him do because I think they'd have success doing it. Yeah, and I think you saw that even with some of the scrubs we brought in other than Cousins this year and mm-hmm. some of the success they had kind of immediately from, I think, the scheme and the coach and stuff. Obviously, the talent wasn't there to, for them to survive, so that hopefully is what we would get with a draft pick. But mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, you know, to get a C.J. Stroud type of story or something that, you know, even if it's not next year, but you can really see and we save that money. I'm not saying we're not going to have to pay him, but at least we have a young guy that we can pay for a few years. Like, yeah. That's right. That's right. Lefty, thanks so much. Uh, Fun talking while I'm down here in Vegas. We'll visit again next week. Yep, win that Super Bowl ticket, Todd. Let's go. (laughs) Jeff Ash joining us here (laughs) on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at kwlm, 1340 a.m. and 96.3 FM.